What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Hello again, and welcome, all you rebel-minded freaks. <laughs> How's it going today? Uh... I am the Creed Soldier. I am your host of this podcast, Zach Henson. Um, I am a self-development coach. I'm a powerlifter. I am a provocateur. I'm a ukulele player. I am so many things. And you guys have probably heard me do this over the last few episodes, you know, presenting myself with titles. And it's been a little bit of an experiment to remember who I am, to repeatedly remember who I am, and claim it, and feel it, and feel good about it. You know, because when we decide that we're going to transition, I think it's super important to know the difference between what we were and what we're becoming. And to all of you out there, I hope you're growing. I hope you're succeeding at whatever it is that you're striving for. And just know that it's going to be messy and it's going to super suck. And you're going to come across a lot of people that don't like what you're doing or question what you're doing or show mockery or sarcasm or passive aggressive attitudes about what you're doing. And believe it or not, that has less to do with your capability and more to do with their perspective on what's possible. Because if it's been done, there's no reason you can't do it. And if you have something new, that's just even more reason for you to get to it and dominate. You know, it's sometimes it's not about how much money you can make at it. It's about how deeply you feel, 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 fill, fill, fill your heart (laughs) in what you're doing. And this last week for me has been, it's been interesting because I kind of had some hardships. I got labeled as toxic. Um, That actually hurt more than I expected. Um, My motorcycle broke down. My go, my brother's going through some legal issues that are, that are stressful. And I'm trying to be here for him. Um, especially when we kind of have a fine line on how we communicate. It's it's a little bit uh, unstable at times, unstable at times. And uh, But I've taken it in a good light this week, you know, and I've made sure to be strict about my affirmations and, you know, my visualizations and making sure I know who I am and what I'm going after. And I honestly think that that is super, super important for all of us to constantly remind ourselves about what we are and what we're doing. And if you haven't yet, find motivations. Find motivations for what you love, what you're passionate about, but don't do it by watching everybody else. You know, you have to dig in to something that is neutral and not 
had and something that causes you to compare to everyone else. There's a lot that we can do for our attitude and our perspective on the day, the week, the month, the year, the decade, just by reminding ourselves about what we love, whatever it may be. We can, we can switch just like a light. If we can get away from our typical, habitual, negative outlook or exhausted outlook, maybe it's not even negative. Maybe you're just exhausted and maybe you're, you're numb. Maybe you haven't been able to pay attention to everything because you're working so hard on survival mode, right? So maybe take this moment. Maybe pause the, this podcast and just take a moment to remember who you are and what you really want, regardless of where you are at right now, regardless of what the world is telling you to do. Just soak in who you want to be and what you want to change and what you want to accomplish. Oh, wait. Okay, so hopefully you took that pause, but I believe in you. You can do this shit because if I can do this shit, if I can stay dedicated, if I can see a future me, then so can you. So as you move forward confidently, something that we have to see something that a lot of us men have to see is what we need to do with our ego. And that's the episode for this week. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Fucking loves, guys. This is episode 30, Battling the Ego. My ego went through a fucking guillotine. And when the ego is hurt, the heart is hurt. I've found out that talking about my pain does me far more good than it does bad. And that's what we have here today. I just want to talk about how us men can really help ourselves and our relationships and our friendships if we can just check our ego. It takes such exhausting effort to hold it in play. But why do we? I can't say today that I know all of what it takes to avoid doing egotistical things. What I do know is that I still have to check on my own. Even with the history that I have, the person that I've been, I definitely have to check my own. And I wanted to clear up what that means and how we can do it in our interactions with our, with our close peeps. Ego can be so strong that it makes us incapable of listening and filtering other people's opinions and perspectives. It can make us defiant to getting any help or keep us from taking any constructive criticism. It can cause us to look like know-it-alls and self-absorbed jerks, to be honest. And it causes others to question their connections with us because we're not creating a safe space for them. That's not what you want to do with her either, right? Your spouse, your loved one, your special person. That's not what you want to do with your best friends either, right? Guys, did you know that committing 15 to 20 minutes of pure intentional presence to our partners daily keeps her reminded how much you value her. 
yeah, dude, don't, don't worry. I've had this verified with at least one female so far, so it's obviously true. <laughs> um, actually, there's a podcast that I listened to, an episode that I heard this on, and it makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense um, because when we show up presently for her, if we pay attention, we can see the aftermath, especially in, especially after this consistency of doing this, right? So this is what we got to work on. But no, no, no. This information doesn't mean that you can give up on all your other investments elsewhere. You still, you still got to be there for her and act out all the ushy-gushy stuff. You still got to be consistent. You still got to make her laugh, be vulnerable with her, lift her up, give her orgasms. You can do it all, man. I promise. Anyway, back to ego. What is this shit? Well, ego is very closely related to our pride. So let's define, shall we? Google defines pride as a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Now Google defines ego as a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Sounds to me like Google has a little bit of a bias when it comes to the definitions here. Uh, I thought ego was a terrible thing. And, you know, it's, it's got a negative connotation. And so let's, let's go through that. Ego is that thing that gets in our way when it comes to really connecting with people. Ego is what tends to be more about having superiority. See where I'm going with this? It's the claim that we are right, that we are always just, that we are basically perfect, that we got the solution figured out. Maybe not generally, but definitely in particular moments. Ego seems like it can be pretty damn close to narcissism, actually. (laughs) Understanding the feelings is such a mess. Such a mess. It is so difficult. But to me, ego is a protection mechanism. Pride has a lot less to do with being right about things and more to do with having confidence in who we are. I think when we say we're too proud, what we're actually saying is we're too stubborn. And I think that's where ego starts to come into play. Our pride holds us true to who we are. It feels good to be constant in our values and our perspectives, but it can definitely hold us back from having an open mind sometimes. I think ego is that thing that protects us from being fragile. It protects that soft, gushy core, right? It's our knowledge and experience and opinion to keep us from getting hurt. You want to know the cool thing, though? If you have pride in who you are, then that will save you some pain even when that ego wall is broken down. Having pride gives people and experiences less power to throw you off. And by the way, ego is definitely not a complete gender-related issue. It may be higher in men, more majoritative, but believe me, there are women with ego. Uh, we We all have to check ourselves. Why do I bring any of this up? Well, because I think it's actually important for us men to know when to bring down that ego wall in order to connect with who we love and allow us to take in information and to show that we are capable of letting someone in and helping us and listening to them. What I want to make clear, though, is that when you drop your walls, that doesn't mean that you should allow yourself to be attacked. Remember when we talked about aggression? Well, Now's your chance to test your abilities. 
Once you let down your walls, you are vulnerable. You have to be. That's what has to happen in order to be open-minded and to truly hear other people and to be heard yourself, as we'll talk about. But there are people in this world that use their pain to inflict more pain. Remember, hurt people hurt people. And yes, some may take full advantage of your dropped walls and try to inflict some pain. Some people want you to pull down your walls just so they can finish you off. You know, the Trojan horse situation, for example. As men, this is truly hard, and it's a mess to understand. I myself have had to dismiss my ego, almost always with women, because I know there is something there to learn. I haven't been perfect at it, but FYI here, if there is something that you've never been, like being a woman per se, you should be listening to her regardless of your logical disagreement. And the reason I say this is women have, for the most part, been allowed to feel more emotions than men. Men have been conditioned to not feel. Women have a pretty good connection and understanding of emotional intelligence and also recognizing it. I mean, them crying and watching romance movies and eating full tubs of ice cream may not sound healthy, but they're processing their emotions and becoming more intimate with them. While us men are chasing other women for sex and partying with our boys to avoid those emotions. So we never really learn them. This is why we have a language barrier, guys. And if we want to connect better, we have to learn to process our own emotions and learn that language. So when things go wrong, this is your chance to really make her feel heard, to take action to do good by her, and to learn how to be a better version of you for her, which is also for you. With my last relationship, I had to do this a lot, and I fucked up. A lot. Most times it really did not go smooth, but I loved her and I tried. And that's the most that so many of us can do. But I was constantly fighting my want to fix in order for her to feel heard. So what was happening was she was expressing her pain to me and I started to look for solution. She told me what her issue was. I gave her a solution. She told me to listen. I told her it was a simple fix and that it would help her feel relieved. And then she told me that I was belittling her experience and shaming her feelings. And I continued to repeat why it would work, why my solution would work, until she became exhausted and gave up. Now, afterwards, when I realized what I had done, I gave out a lot of sorries. But she didn't care for them at that point. She, she wanted me to listen. And I had put up a wall so hard that she gave up on trying to allow me to listen or get me to listen. And this wasn't even a situation where I was bluntly being told to question my actions and opinions. So here lies the problem. I can make all sorts of excuses. We all do as men. Why won't you just listen? I can help you fix this. Let me show you. This is how it works. I've done this before. I know how you should do it. Dude, just just, just sh- shut your mouth, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And listen, (laughs) promise, the solution that you want her to find is the solution that you don't have, at least not your approach. Listen to that. The solution that you want her to find is the solution that you don't have. So what does that mean? That means whatever answers you have in your back pocket, regardless of whether she finds that exact same thing is not 
the answer because her journey to it will be different and your aid in that journey will be different. She doesn't want you to run the race for her. She wants you to be screaming at her from the sidelines as she crosses that finish. She may very well need your verbal support, but first, this is what she needs. First, she needs you to be present. This is your first action. She needs you to be focused on her. This is what will show that you are invested in the moment with her. Not on your work, not on your timeline or the fucking football game. She needs to be your center of focus. Second thing, make eye contact with her. Be engaged. They say that you can see someone's soul through their eyes. So fucking look straight into it. See her fear. See her doubt. See her pain. See her joy, her happiness, her passion. Number three, be close. You don't need to be eating her face all the time, but when conversation is serious and intimate, be within reach. Be there to touch her if she asks for it or if you feel like she needs it. Obviously, being close can't always work if you're not physically there in the same space, but you get what I'm saying. Number four, listen. This is a hell of a lot harder than it sounds because we're in our heads. Us men tend to be constantly thinking about where we need to be, what we need to be doing, or at best thinking about how to fix her problem. Don't. Just just don't. Keep your mind on her words. Feel her words. Acknowledge her words. Don't let your eyes glaze over. All of this presence is about feeling together first, not fixing. That is what is going to make her feel solid. Number five, this is the big one. Shut up. Just shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Shut the trap. Zip the lip. Actually, just do yourself a favor. Go to your man cave. Look in the top left drawer of your toolbox. Pull out that gray fix-it-all tape. Go back inside. Tell her to pause. Wrap your face at least three or four revolutions with that shit, making sure to cover any and all of your lips. Once that is fastened and secure, give her the thumbs up to proceed with the conversation. And then lastly, number six, this last step. This last step should remain the last. I don't think you can really fuck it up if you put full effort into the first five of these steps and then in here. The last step, speak. Speak, boy. Okay, that's fucked up. Don't do that. But just speak. But don't tell. Ask. Also, you might want to remove that previously applied face mask. It's not going to be on there very long. It will help. But if you were listening, you'll know what to ask her. And if you don't, This question is bulletproof. Ask her what she needs. Ask her what you can do for her. Do not ask her how to fix it. The only part you tell her is that you love her, that you support her, that what she's feeling is valid and it sucks and you feel it too. You can feel that with her. Never tell her what she should do, how it's supposed to be. Not unless she asks you for your perspective or your help. There's your key. But don't abuse that. She doesn't need you to mansplain to her. And just as a disclaimer to everyone, these steps are very much meant for relationships and difficult conversations and interactions, also your friendships. When it comes to conversations on the fun, happy things, just be happy with her. Be present, 
and show up on the same level of excitement, validate her emotion. It's that simple. Not easy, but simple. Now, meow, meow. That's, it sounded just like that. How many times can you say meow? <laughs> now, men to men is a different story, and it's a little bit more unstable. We expect things fairly different in our interactions as men. As men, we still need to be present, make eye contact, and be within proximity. And we really need to listen because men deflect very easily. So we need to show the other guy that we can listen. Men have a hard time being vulnerable. And it's an insecurity because men think that they are being weak in front of other men and therefore are going to feel very ashamed and disconnected. That's why it's so uneasy. That's why it's so unstable. So this is a fragile area with a lot of men. I still have problems with it today. Having deep emotional conversations with men. Even if we talk about our troubles, we are still working towards solution. But this isn't necessarily a bad thing here when we have male-to-male interactions. If we can get deep, if we can be vulnerable, it's this euphoric breakthrough. It feels absolutely amazing knowing that another man gets you that he hears you that he wants to help you that you are struggling that you are, are that you still have a little boy inside that's having trouble this is where it detours a little bit from connecting with women the same way we build back up so much faster when two men can connect that deeply then switch on to that solution mode because that's where we know each other best that's where we share our same paths We want to be heard, but damn, when we have men that say, hey, bro, I can help. I got you. Let's fucking fix this. Fuck. That right there, that feels amazing. And why? Because most of us men have been conditioned so deeply to do things on our own, to show other men that we can do it on our own, to prove that we can do it on our own. So when the next guy over tells you, you don't have to do it on your own. It relieves so much built-up pressure. You know that you can count on another guy that is going to show you the way, rather than ridicule you for not being Superman. This is where we feel human and deeply connected to other men. It's this super emotional rise and fall. The rise being anxiety-stricken and resistant to the fall, which is relaxation and pure acceptance. We have such a hard time opening up. But as we push and push and push, there's a click. It's usually our most vulnerable words that do it. And it holds there until we get a response from the person on the other side of the conversation. Everything after that floods you with ease and success. So long story short, guys, when you talk to women, you're not looking to fix the motor. It's going to fix itself. It's not the pieces that you replace to get it running right. I repeat. Don't start replacing the parts. It's the fuel that you give her. It's the air you provide to let her breathe in and the spark you place inside of her to help her to be the natural Wonder Woman that she already is. She can replace the parts herself. That's not your job. You need to just clear the path to let her run. On the other hand, men like to replace the parts. (laughs) And because we like solution and logic, most of the time it works pretty damn well doing this stuff together. This is how we connect. We work on the motor together. 
We help each other run smooth. It's just cracking the hood that always seems to be temperamental. It's always stuck. So that motor gets ignored and a lot breaks down. So we need to help each other, gentlemen. Help other men help you by providing them access to who you are. We're damn good at that. Now, none of this is to say that men don't need emotional work. We all do. It is one of the hardest things that we will ever be challenged with. And men need to be heard just as much as women. But where we men have the biggest challenge, sometimes the smallest acts of support and acceptance from other men goes a long fucking way. We've done so much alone for so long. This is where our growth is, guys. The best thing I can recommend in overcoming our ego is pushing the boundaries of our connections. Be vulnerable, be humble, be real, and don't tell. We're constantly hidden behind a mask of success and status and being steadfast. And whenever that mask is threatened to be removed, we get aggressive and we get intimidating and defensive and throw our weight and our knowledge and our skill around in an effort to deflect what's actually true. What's true? We're scared. Ego is our protection mechanism. And our ego can bring out the worst in us just so that we feel protected. But we're no longer able to be exiled like we were 10,000 years ago. There isn't one tribe. Humankind cannot throw you out anymore. Today, there is no longer a threat of being on your own and being eaten. There are thousands of tribes. And it's your responsibility for your health, for your own authenticity, to find your tribe, to find your people. And I promise you, they're out there. And I think being a part of a a authentic tribe among thousands is far better than being a part of a superficial army of one. Checking your ego at the door is pretty simple, but the resistance is what's going to be difficult. The quicker we can check our ego, the sooner we can get into that party. Stop being afraid to be seen. Be seen by men and women. Be seen by everyone. There is more personality and authenticity in a room full of naked people than there is if everyone were wearing black trench coats. Talk about fucking anxiety and fear because that's what that's like. What are they going to pull out of there? I don't know about you guys, but I carry a katana and a stuffed otter. I might as well let you know because that's what makes me feel safe and that's what makes me feel warm. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you. I love you. Every time I hear from you, it makes my heart feel full. And I only want to do more. This is how I connect. And I hope it does something for you. You guys are the ones that help guide me in this crazy journey of discovery. That's right. You guys fill my heart, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. Stay strong and stay rebel-minded. This is the Creed Soldier. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. 
If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel-Minded in the title. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming.